welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel. This week um, I was working on an interesting foot pain case and I thought um, I'd like to share a little bit my opinions about foot pain. Um, I you, We see a lot of people who come in with plantar fasciitis um, and I find that that, that um, diagnosis is applied a little too broadly for many people. Um, the typical, you know, Mayo Clinic um, definition is uh, sharp heel pain uh, on rising in the morning. That usually subsides as the day progresses. Um, that said, the plantar fascia, it runs through the instep of the foot. So we'll see people with pain in the instep um, that are also diagnosed with plantar fasciitis. And I, I would say if the plantar fascia is irritated, it, it should be pain in the instep and the heel. Um, but I don't want to talk about um, plantar fasciitis as much as I want to talk about um, the symptoms that people come in with that may or may not be plantar fasciitis. And I prefer to focus on first finding out what hurts and then figuring out why it hurts so regardless of whether it's a true plantar fasciitis or it's just a random muscle in the instep i don't really care um frankly i'm going to focus on what hurts and try to figure out why it hurts so heel pain um comes in really three usually three different um, three or four different regions. Um, the heel pain right under the calcaneus is probably the most common heel pain. And if it's not a bone spur, it usually resolves pretty quickly by treating the posterior chain, glutes, hamstrings, calves. Um, I, I see it as very much a fascia issue. Um, so the, the fascia of the posterior chain comes down under the heel. And uh, you see this a lot with runners, but it doesn't have to be runners. Um, but the calves have gotten super tight and the calves are overworking because the hamstrings are tight and the hamstrings are tight because the glute max isn't firing and the glute max isn't firing because the hip flexors are tight. So you have this... Um, pattern that you'll see sort of the Yonda's lower cross syndrome leading to um, plantar fasciitis or, or heel pain. So um, like I said, a high percentage of people will resolve very quickly. If you had to choose only two things to treat, you would want to treat 
the gastrox and the soleus on these people. And then the underlying uh, issue is very likely up the chain in the hamstrings, glutes, hip flexors. Um, but just, you know, if you really just need to get someone out of pain and they're afraid of needles, just do the minimum of gastrox and soleus with some electric stimulation at one or two hertz for up to 10 minutes. Um, and they very likely are going to feel much better in very few treatments. Um, heel pain on the outer part of the heel often comes from the abductor of the fifth toe, the abductor mini-me, I think is the correct term. Um, that muscle comes back and attaches in that outer part of the calcaneus. Um, inner part of the calcaneus, medial heel pain, very often from the abductor hallucis being tight. Um, the abductor hallucis goes all the way back along the side of the of the inner part of the instep and then all the way back to the calcaneus. So you want to check the abductor hallucis for that. Abductor hallucis gets injured when it is overworking due to um, weakness in the ankle that is allowing overpronation. Um, we want a normal amount of pronation uh, at the heel strike, um, but then after the the foot is fully on the ground and going into the toe off, we want more supination. And so the, the instability is usually caused um, by the tibialis posterior and the peroneals fighting each other. So if you're, if you're finding that somebody has medial heel, heel pain for, um, and, you're, and you find that working on the abductor hallucis has resolved that pain, in order for it to not come back, especially if they're a runner, you want to make sure you're thinking about things like the tibialis posterior and maybe tibialis anterior and, and the peroneals. Those are your inverters and everters. Um, so for instep pain, um, it could just be the flexor digitorum brevis or the flexor digitorum longus. Um, you want to palpate and find out if the pain is more the flexor of the big toe, so the medial part of the arch of the foot. Um, that's what I find more often than anything else in the in the instep pain is that it's actually the flexor hallucis longus that's causing that pain. And again, that can be the flexor hallucis longus trying to overwork to support the arch because overpronation is happening due to a weakness of the inverters, which is going to be primarily the tibialis posterior, which, by the way, attaches in at the base of those metatarsals in the instep. But it also could be a weakness um, from something like the tibialis anterior, which also inverts the foot, and it could be fighting the, um, the peroneals, which evert the foot. So you really want to check both sides of the ankle um, when you're dealing with foot pain. Um, let's see, that's, that covers some of the instep pain. Um, 
Okay, pain on the ball of the foot. Very often, you can get good results by treating the flexor digitorum brevis. That's the that's the uh, intrinsic muscle that flexes the toes, just in the bottom of the foot. Um, and thinking if there was another um, foot pain. Those are the those are the main ones. Um, of course, there's much more to be considered. Um, you know, I'm just focusing. I'm trying to give you some good tips on on getting people out of pain, um, figuring out what's going on that led to the pain is where it gets really much more complex and beyond the scope of a very short podcast episode. But um, but I just want to give you some tips and tricks that will lead you to good results without a lot of manual muscle testing. Just understanding the etiology of the foot pain is very helpful. Just always remember that the foot lands and goes into some pronation. Some pronation is expected and wanted. And then as the foot goes into um, the toe off, then the the foot will lock and and will go into more supination that's the normal movement of the foot so we want pronation and we want supination we should be when we're talking about a pathological issue we're we're talking about a movement pattern that's that's causing pain we should be using the term over pronation not just pronation because pronation is good when it's to the right degree. If there's over pronation, you want to think about um, the weakness of the tib posterior usually and possibly of the tib anterior, which also inverts the foot. So so that that helps to support it. Um, but the everters could be very tight. Peroneals are prone to getting tight because, well, I'm saying because based on my own opinion, but because the peroneus longus and brevis also help on the toe off with um, plantar flexion. So when, in, when you're in the toe off, especially as a runner, that end, end point, um, you are actually engaging the peroneals. So they're, they're, they're going to get tight, especially on runners. And once they're tight, they are antagonists to the tibialis posterior so the tib posterior, which is prone to tension, is then also inhibited by its tight antagonists. So you really want to consider both sides of the ankle there, the everters and inverters. Um, I think that's good for this week. I just wanted to throw that out there. I was thinking about it today, um, the patient that I've been working on, and for people who are new to treating foot pain, I think it's good to recognize, to look at it as foot pain, and regardless of the diagnosis, whether it's plantar fasciitis or not, just sort of start from scratch and figure out where does it hurt? Where on the foot does it hurt? That's going to tell you what muscles to think about. And then once you know what muscles are having a problem, then you can think up the chain about why. Why is that happening, right? Um. And I don't want to get into gait and, and all of that, um, but, but hopefully that's going to be helpful for somebody. 
And um, that's it for this week. I hope you have a great week. Take care.